Welcome to the Inside the Eight podcast with your hosts, Jamie Monroe and Colleen McGarity. This podcast is dedicated to all things women's lacrosse. We will break down top games of the week, discuss coaching strategies, and lacrosse recruiting. We will even bring in some of the game's top coaches and players as special guests. And now, here are your hosts, Jamie and Colleen. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside the Eight podcast. I am solo again today without Jamie, and I am pumped to have head coach of Pitt Women's Lacrosse, Emily Boissonneau. Emily, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, So I have a bunch of questions, especially about um, just the first year of your team playing and your culture and everything and your background. So why don't you just give a little bit um, of a background on your coaching experience and, you know, being at Winthrop and then JMU and how you kind of got to where you're at right now. Yeah. So, um, I like knew in college that I wanted to coach lacrosse. Um, I think I knew before I got to college that like, I think my plan was to be like a teacher and I was going to be, um, I was going to coach the high school lacrosse team. That was my plan. And, um, when I got to college, um, like obviously Canadian, my eyes were just like opened to this whole world of college lacrosse. And so, um, I, uh, started my career at Winthrop. Um, it was a second year program. Um, and, uh, we did a great job. I mean, we competed in year one, did a great, uh, uh, uh I think we ended up, uh, runners up that year. And, um, my second and my last year there, uh, ended up, um, going to my first NCAA tournament, um, at UVA actually. Um, and, uh, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in, um, you know, division one. I loved the, um, scouting part of my job, um, and, uh, started looking for a new job and, and, uh, conveniently got placed with Shelly, um, at JMU. Um, she was looking for a defensive coach. I had coached offense at Winthrop, uh, which was just kind of like a big change for me. Um, I was a midfielder in college, but was really excited for the opportunity to coach at a school like James Madison that was ranked nationally and, um, obviously had a ton of potential and, um, Shelly's an incredible mentor and I, I rely on her still. Um, and, uh, um, worked there for four years, uh, was a part of the national championship program, uh, in 2018. Um, and, uh, uh, spent another year with them and, um, you know, I, I was ready to be a head coach and started looking for jobs. And, um, I played at a first year program. So starting a program didn't really seem as intimidating to me as it might, um, some of my peers. Uh, so, um, I explored Pittsburgh and, um, I love the idea of coaching and, and, and recruiting and, and scouting against the best teams in the country. And, um, you know, I, I, I really driven by that experience of the national championship and, um, really, really fighting for that opportunity every day. That's awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool to go from winning a national championship at JMU too, and then being able to start your own program. Um, and I just have a couple questions just about like culture and kind of Mm -hmm. I guess what was the most important thing for you as, you know, a head coach of a new program, an amazing conference, um, amazing facilities and everything like when you're recruiting and then I guess start from one, finding the recruits and two, having them for, you know, this year of what is kind of the core values for you of creating a program. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things I wanted was I just wanted a place where people could really just be themselves. Um, 
you know, I, I, and I wanted, um, to create a place, um, or team or culture that, um, like really valued everyone, um, for their role, but also who they were. And, um, and I say it throughout the recruiting process, like, the only way that I'm going to get the most out of you as a lacrosse player is if you're, you're happiest, right. And you're loving your experience. And so, um, I think we work really hard to create a place that, um, everyone can thrive in whatever way they want to thrive. Um, you know, whether that's driven academically, socially lacrosse, um, you know, I, I want every person on this team to have their experience and what's really important to them. And, and I, I try really hard not to make this like a cookie cutter type of place, um, where we're only looking for one type of person. Um, and I think that that's been like, I, I, I think anyone that's been around our team can see that, like, we don't have <laughs> one type of person, which is uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it creates a, a really easy place to be around. And, um, uh, so that was something that was really important to me, but obviously that doesn't take away from the lacrosse part and how important it is to recruit players that understand what's required of them at this level, um, and to be driven, um, you know, Pittsburgh's a, a blue collar city. And I think that we really like to go after those types of kids that have like a chip on their shoulder and, um, you know, w- w- our job is to outwork our opponent. And that's really going to be like at the core of everything we do. Um, that's kind of my next question was like, what is your core value when people think about pit lacrosse? Like, what do you want them to think of when they, you know, watch you play or meet yeah. your players? I want them to think that we're like, that we're, um, I think I I want them to think that we're tough, like we're resilient and like, that is really important. I guess gritty would be the right word passion. Um, like, and I think that that's something I've had a lot of fun coaching this team with is like, I think, you know, um, like we stay in tight games because of that passion and that grit and that determination and that toughness. And, um, I think a lot of teams are usually surprised with how physical we are and, um, you know, I, I, I think that's a big part of our identity right now. Um, and, and I really like that from a playing perspective. I think you can see that, um, you know, and, and, uh, I think that's really important. Um, but I think anyone that comes into our program, maybe if they're hanging out with us, they might not see that same, <laughs> they might not say toughness is like the, our, our like main, you know, I, I think probably, um, I think they can see that we're, uh, we love being with each other. And I think that's, that's probably what you'd see if you were off the field with us. <laughs> I mean, you're doing something amazing in the first year. I mean, you've had, you know, a one goal game to Virginia tech, a one goal game to Duke, uh, and a very close game to BC in the first year of your program, which is just huge. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It has a lot to do with like culture and belief and those tangible things rather than you're not get, you didn't get the top you know, 10 recruits in the country for your first, mm. first year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely been like a pat on the back that we are competing with some of these, like, I mean, uh, two, it, two of those teams ranked top 20. I mean, Virginia tech's bumped around in there too, right? Like I think a lot of confidence has come out of those games. Um, but like with that confidence and that pat on the back, there's also this other side of, obviously we feel very successful in our first year, but we also know that we're able <laughs> you know, to win those games. And I think like finding that balance of, you know, being proud and, 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 um, you know, really excited about it, but also keeping ourselves in check to know, like, obviously we have the potential to do this. And, um, I, I do, I commend a lot of our, our graduate students and our transfers and, um, and, and honestly, the original 14 girls that were here last year practicing, 
um, because they were the ones that like really instilled this like sense of belief, um, you know, and, and reminded some of these younger kids that they are as talented as we need them to be. And um, like, that's a huge part of why we're competing right now. Um, you know, we talk about like building this legacy and leaving a legacy. And I know every senior class does, but this one's different, right? Like it's the first one. And um, for them to have helped instill that, I think has been really important, not just for right now, but for the future, for our recruiting, for, um, you know, just knowing that with this group, you know, we kind of call them the misfits. Like that's what we are. We're a group of, <laughs> we're a group of girls that got here in a very untraditional way. Like for us to be able to come together and do it without that foundation is um, I, I just think, uh, it gives me a lot of confidence in what we're doing and um, like the future of the program. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. So how many fifth years and like transfers did you have this year? Jeez, uh, this is so bad because I always forget. So we have like a million different types of people. So we have like um, we have 13 that are graduating this year. Okay. And of those 13, um, four are true. Uh, three are true seniors. OK. Um, and then there's like one, uh, no, there's probably like seven fifth years. And then we have like a handful of six years. Wow. So I mean, um, kind of like helped you out in a way to get that experience that a typical new program wouldn't have. Like when I was oh, at Colorado, we had 20 freshmen and they yeah. were freshmen. <laughs> yeah. We didn't oh, bring yeah. the balls to our first game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, I mean, it's been amazing. And honestly, like it took a little while for the, graduates and and the, like all the transfers to really bond with the younger players but as season's gone on like the relationships have just grown stronger and um like I think some of the graduates are kind of kicking themselves for not you know uh spending more time with them in the fall but um uh it is a really incredible group and and um you know I, I think it's uh a lot of the the conversations I have with some of the transfers is just how um how the team has come together and, and how it is really special that they all um, genuinely care about, about each other's success. That's awesome. Now kind of getting into a little bit more of like the lacrosse aspect and your style as a coach and the way you guys play, obviously you're tough and gritty and blue collar. And so what are your, what's your like practice styles? Like, are they yeah. up tempo fast? Um, I like things to go pretty quickly. Uh, like I, it, it's very rare. We're going to spend 20 more than 20 minutes on anything. It's like 10 minute, 15 minute drills is really like the, the, uh, standard for most of what we're doing. It's, you know, this is what we're doing. We're going to accomplish it. We're going to go through it hard. We're going to get as many reps as we can, and we're going to move on. Um, you know, I, I just think that, um, being direct and purposeful with what you're doing, um, you know, I try not to, to beat a dead horse, right? Like when it's not going well, I try not to stick too hard on it, identify what the problem is, address it, see if we can make the change. If we can't, we're going to end it, come back tomorrow and we're going to be better uh, on day two. So I like things to go pretty quickly. Um, I laugh a lot. I don't, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. You know, like I, um, I think we, we have to enjoy it. And I think, um, that's actually something we've been talking about. Like the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a grind, right? It's been, we've been game after game after game. We have a week before our next game, like let's find some more fun in what we're doing. So, um, try to be as loose as we can, uh, throughout that time. Um, we play music at practice until it's distracting, but, uh, for the most part, it's a, um, I mean, we said it before, like we need to love what we're doing and, um, you know, as much as some of that's on the players, we, we recognize as coaches, it's, um, you know, there's times that we can help them do that as well. 
Awesome. And then what about like film? Do you guys utilize film a ton? Not as much. I mean, it's obviously- I love, like- <laughs> yeah, I love film. I mean, I could watch, <laughs> if we could have a film session like every day, I would watch film with them every day. Um, so we want, I mean, scout film, our scout film is pretty long, probably needs to be cut down. Uh, I just, you know, I, I mean, we're, and that's our job, right? Like we, we just love doing it. And I think for our team too, like one of the things we're learning is lax IQ we're young. And so that's a big part of becoming a better lacrosse player. And so we do watch a lot of film in hopes to help them. Um, uh, I love watching film on ourselves that just becomes so challenging in season to find the time. And so I tend to do like, you know, the day after or two days after a game, you know, optional, and we're going to watch the clips and it's going to be optional. And, um, you know, usually everyone comes just because they care and they want to be better. And I think that's something that's really valued on this team. But um, yeah, we try and watch a lot of clips on ourselves. And I, I've, I've found, at least with our defensive unit, uh, it's been a huge part of our gradual uh, success. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, watching it on yourself is just so beneficial. And I wish yeah. I... I don't know. And I wish I took it more seriously when I was in college. Oh just my God. I don't even think I had it in college. I'm like, God, I, I could, I would have been so good, man. Like I, yeah, I needed it. I definitely needed it. Um, but like, it's so valuable. And I, um, I mean, I, a lot of our girls do watch a lot of film on their own. Uh, you know, we play, we played Notre Dame the other day and I'm going to the bathroom at the back of the bus and, you know, 10 of the girls have the game out on their computer and they're already watching it. Right. Like I, I think our team really values it. Um, we're great self-identify, like, um, we're great at, uh, self-accountability and, um, I think they do a really nice job of taking ownership, but, um, uh, we try and make it pretty lighthearted, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's just a game and, um, you know, we obviously all want to be better, but, um, you know, film is a good time for us to, to, to break it down a little bit better. And yeah. And the easeability of film now oh it's amazing i mean we used yeah. to have cds that we would be get given of our scout which is crazy uh, yeah um okay moving on to kind of just like style of play mm-hmm. and how you guys are playing and how you're attacking your opponents and obviously it might be different um your first year but mm-hmm. on attack um are you guys you know more of a dodging more feeding more two-man motion what are you guys kind of doing yeah. this year? Uh, I mean, uh, right now, some of it's dictated by what we're playing against. Um, our low attackers have great vision. Um, and so they love to feed the ball. And so, um, you know, I think it's just dependent on what we're in, um, you know, and, and uh, we've been playing, um, you know, in every game, we probably are playing five to six freshmen uh, on attack, whether it's through the midfield. And some of those are redshirt freshmen, but still, um through the midfield and, and rotating, rotating through our, our flyer. And they are definitely dodge heavy players. So uh, we're just, I think finding the balance right now. And um, that's actually an area we're focused on over the next week. Um, we have incredible speed. And so we have the ability to one B one dodge. Uh, it's just, it, you know, implementing into our system in a successful way, I think is really what we're focused on. Um, where our low attackers want to feed the ball. So we have the ability to both. Um, I think the team likes to have the option of both. Um, but I think with that lax IQ piece and the developing our, um, you know, our young players, it's uh, depending on what we're seeing on defense is really dictating how we're attacking. Totally. I mean, you guys, that made sense. That was like a long, yeah, yeah. Answer, but... a little bit of everything. And I just yeah. think, I guess, what are some of your go-to like offensive drills that, 
maybe your girls love that you guys love that helps both their IQ and maybe even a golf ball movement. I think we have a lot of like, you know, high school coaches that listen to this that love to get some ideas just for those <clears throat> tiny little things. Yeah. I mean, um, right now we are going to be drilling draw to move to. Uh, so, I mean that, I think it's just so interesting because it's a concept that is so simple, but is just, and at all levels, it's just, some the patience, the composure to make those decisions. And that's where, I mean, I think it does it. It, I mean, we watched so much film on it. Like I think it was yesterday before the game, we were like watching film, like, um, and, and it's just such a simple concept, but I think it has to be taught like the, the idea of, of draw to move to. And I think that's something we're really, um, we're really going to be focusing on right now. Um, we, uh, do one V ones all the freaking time. And I know, like, uh, I think it's like the joke of every team, right? Like, I don't know if there's like a lot of kids that love doing one V one, but like we (laughs) ever love it. We did it all the time at Northwestern and I grew up as a defender. I was like, all right, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, but it's funny because we, um, like the girls always joke about it. They're like, oh my God, here we go again. But, uh, like we have our end of the year meetings and you know, we always ask them what drill helped you the most this year. And like literally 90% of them will be ones, which is like hilarious, but yeah. Uh, and we, I mean, there's ways that I think you can make one be ones a little bit more exciting. And, um, we occasionally will make it like a, uh, inner squad, uh, challenge, right? Like if you can hold them to 10 seconds, like you get a point, if you can, um, you know, if they can't score, you know, if you don't score, you don't get the point. It's, you know, and we try and make it a little bit more exciting. Um, sometimes you don't always have that luxury, but, uh, I mean, we do a lot of one B ones and, um, I think anytime we can do a man, man up offensive drill, I think just getting the ball moving, seeing the back of the net. I think it's just, they love it. I think yeah. any man up, uh, you know, true North is like a huge hit. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> what true North is, but yeah. I mean, huge hit. yeah. Yeah. So funny. I'm laughing because the draw to move to is brings me back to Colorado starting the program <laughs> with Anne and Hannah. I honestly think we did that every single day for so long and we just couldn't do it enough. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just simple. And every, at the, after every a game, we'd be like, we just need to move the ball. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, heading into defense a little bit, which is like was your specialty, you know, and it still is maybe there. I don't know. You yeah. probably have parents and everything. Um, kind of, are you mainly zone, mainly man to man, a little bit of both. Uh, what are you guys kind of doing this year? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I definitely want, I want our team to be known as like a, a defensive team. Like I think, um, in the ACC, I just think there's so many teams that are known as offensive threats. Like that's where they thrive. And I just, I really think that, um, uh, defense is how you're going to win a lot of these games. I mean, and I know that's super cliche, but in reality, <laughs> in the ACC, like it's very rare that these teams don't score over 12 goals, right? Mm-hmm. A game, and it doesn't matter who they're playing. So at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to, can your defense hold them out long enough to give your offense the opportunity? So I really think that um, uh, defense is going to be like the core of, of, of how we build this program. But um, I uh, I love zone. I like, I'm just such a huge fan. I think it just creates such a team atmosphere. Um, you know, I think it's really easy in a man offense or man defense to like point the blame at someone. Um, whereas in a zone, like, and I'm always going to say it this way, like you have your on-ball player, you have 
like may, whoever is supposed to be your slide, maybe you have a backer and then you're supposed to have your crash and then you have the goalie. Like there's just so many pieces to it that I think help enforce uh, like this team atmosphere and um, you know, in a good zone, I think there's two or three people responsible for a goal. Um, and I, I, I just really buy into that. Um, uh, so we've done primarily zone this year. I don't think it's a secret to anyone. Um, yeah, right. we, yeah, we've, we've stepped into, um, a man a couple of times and I'm always impressed with how we kind of step into that. We have some really incredible one V one defenders, um, that, that get hidden quite a bit just because of our zone. But, um, you know, I do think at one point in this year, I think Haley, uh, our defensive coach and I looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> maybe we are a man team. Um, but the girls have really bought into the zone and I think they really, uh, love the opportunity they have, uh, in there. And, and, uh, so that's, so that's where we stick. And, um, you know, I, I like the idea of making the offense force the mistake and, um, you know, we stick to our system and, and, uh, no team's going to change, you know, what we do. And I think a lot of teams, um, you know, it's kind of the opposite, right? You're letting the offense do what they want. And you're just, you're working to stop it. Well, I want it to be the opposite. We're going to worry about us. We're going to do our job and we're going to make the offense play to, to us. Um, and I, I, I really like that. That's awesome. And I mean, it seems like you still harp on the fundamentals of one-on-one defense, considering you're doing one-on-ones all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, you're doing all the fundamentals that if you did need to go to man. And I think that's where sometimes high school youth coaches just are like, Oh, I'm going to play a zone because we're not at athletic or we're not mm-hmm. known. I think it's the opposite. You need to be so good at one-on-one defense and the fundamentals and then also smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I like, like for us, if I think a big way zones get beat sometimes is like quick ball movement and attack, right? Like, I mean, and that's what a lot of coaches are teaching, right? Move the ball quickly and attack the backside. And, um, you know, it's really important to us that that backside is ready and they can handle a one B one. And so, um, it, we definitely, um, work on the same concepts on both. And, um, you know, the defenders know when they made a mistake because they didn't play one V one defense, like, you know, it's at the core of everything we do. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of getting into the midfield a little bit and just like lines, straight middies, a mids, yeah. mids, I guess your goal as a program, do you want to eventually have like multiple lines? I mean, obviously everyone would yeah. love to have three even lines or do you, yeah. do you run an a mid D mid a lot? What's kind of your style in the midfield? Yeah. So we run right now two lines of middies and they play equal time for the most part. I think they're both lines are very strong. Uh, one is a redshirt freshman line essentially. And the other one is a grad, uh, a grad line. Uh, so, um, and that just kind of worked out the way it worked out. Um, you know, balance, each one has a stronger a midi or a midi and one has a stronger D midi. So they balance each other. Well, um, uh, I would like to play at least two lines a game, um, pretty equally. I just, especially in the ACC, it's so mm-hmm. fast. Um, and it's so physical that I just think you have to be able to do that. Um, and I, I to be honest, our middies are extremely athletic. Like I just sometimes can't, can't believe it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we would like to always play two. Um, and then we do fly and, and I, I can imagine we'll probably do that for a long time. One, one, a mid and, and a D mid and, mostly just because the positions are just, um, there's such a high demand for skill on both sides. And it's just hard to rely on your midfielders to do all of that work all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and then again, like the ACC. 
Yeah. Well, and in ACC transition is such a huge part. I mean, like, you know, like it's a huge part of the game because it's yeah. so athletic. So it's almost like, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever go to one true midi. It just, I just don't think it's, we have the ability. I don't know if any team really has the ability to do that in our level at our level. Right. It's crazy. I think back, um, we always did multiple lines at Northwestern and, and Colorado and Amids, Demids. And I think to Maryland, some of those true middies that just never came off the field. I know like, it baffles me. Like <laughs> I, I know there weren't shot clocks and I know the pace is a lot faster, but still, it was still pretty fast. And I'm yeah. like the Caitlin McFadden's the Taylor Cummings of the world. Like, how did you run? Oh, I know. I know. Well, I mean, when I was in college, I played, I played every minute in the midfield. I mean, we had a very small team and so I had to, but like I played midfield all the time. And my dad used to tell me I look so slow all the time. I'm like, (laughs) I swear to God, dad, I'm not. And then when I went and played team Canada, I was like a line midi and I was like, oh my God, I'm so fast. Like I, (laughs) who knew how much this like five minute rest could do for you. Yeah. Uh, It's incredible. I, I can't imagine, uh, like at this level being able to do that. I know even my little high school middies, I'm like, I'm taking you off so you can be faster. Like you're like 60% for a long time. I'd rather go hundred percent for a shorter period of time. It's crazy. Um, now kind of getting into a little bit of transition in the ride. So what do you guys kind of do on the ride to either slow down transition or are you guys full hundred, hundred ride, 12 man ride? What are you guys kind of doing there? Yeah. Uh, we're in like a man ride right now. We, we practice his own ride. Um, I mean, it ends up turning into his own ride because we're flying someone. Um, but our low attackers are just, I mean, that's where a lot of our lax IQ is. And so they just understand where to move and they are relentless. I mean, between Paige Petty and, and Kieran Ratliff, like the two of them are just so athletic. Um, we just, we have done a really nice job of, of slowing people's transition down and, and taking 20, 20, 30 seconds off the clock there. Um, and then uh, we, we work to keep high pressure on the, on the low attackers with our defenders. Um, but it really depends on who we're playing. Um, and and uh, our ride is going to be dependent on, excuse me, our scout. Um, yeah. you know, it, are they a high level transition team? And if they are, you know, we're probably going to sink in and protect that eight meter a little bit. Um, uh, but, um, off the draw, we like to have high pressure. I mean, we hold everyone back on the D line again, another, another yeah. thing that's not a surprise for anyone that watches our games, but, um, you know, I, I think it, we definitely play defensive heavy, um, when we prepare in the clear or in the ride. Yeah. And then vice versa, are you guys pushing the pace or are you kind of being a little bit more controlled right now or just doing what, whatever it gets you? I think right now it's like a little bit more control. I think we'd like to push the break. I mean, our, like I said, our midfielders are just, they're incredibly fast. Uh, and so if we can get the ball to the middies, I'd love to push the fast break, but, um, you know, I, I think right now we're, we're trying to find shots on offense. And so, um, you know, possession is really important to us. So, um, you know, we want to clear at a high rate and if that's push the ball fast, then it's push the ball fast. And if it's slow down and find the right passes, that's, that's where we're focused. And then, Obviously it starts with winning the draw. How's it been going for you guys this year? You know what? Like I, this is an area that I will say draws and eight meters just like blown away with our, um, with our team. So we, that was, those were two areas that we were like, we have to, like, we have to be good at. Um, and on eight meters, we've just been like blown away because, uh, I don't know if we really thought we were going to be a great eight meter team, but we just, I, I think as coaches, we just identified, we have to do eight meters like every other day. 
because yep. that is going to be a shot. And I mean, it's proven we don't have a, a lot of shots per game, but if we get on the eight meter, I mean, our opportunity, I mean, we're, we're just a very high percentage finishing awesome. team on the eight meter. Yeah, it's great. Um, the draws. So, uh, just, we didn't, it was the one area that was not, um, you know, retrospectively, I may have, I, I would have put more time recruiting the draw just because it is so important. Um, you know, we probably have eight kids on the team that took the draw for their club program. Um, and, and for the first five months of them being here, like we legitimately trained all of them. Like we had no idea what to expect. Um, and, and, uh, Greg's done a really great job. Like that's been his forte and he spent a lot of one-on-one time. I think we have like 15 different draw sticks and, you know, it's just, it's, uh, we put a lot of time into it. And, um, Jill Fennec, a freshman, um, who we did not think was going to be taking the draw. I mean, we won the draws, I think against Duke and BC, like two of the best draw takers in the country. And these kids are neutralizing them. Like I couldn't, you know, so it's, it's been an area we've been really proud of and it starts with the draw taker. Um, but our draw circle players are just, they're relentless and they're chippy and they're, I mean, they've done an incredible job. Paige makes a huge difference. I mean, she leads the team in draw controls from the circle, Awesome. Um, but Jill Fenix only like six, seven draws away. Right. And as a freshman to go up against all these kids, she's the only freshman, I think, I believe in the ACC taking the draw. Like, wow, that's incredible. You know? Um, so we're really proud of her and, and everything she's done, but a lot of it starts with communication. And I think that would be the biggest thing I'd say to, I mean, if there's, if there's club coaches or high school coaches watching or listening, it's, um, you know, I think, the communication from that draw team is just, I mean, that's where the magic happens. You can have exactly. a great draw put taker, but if she can't communicate what she's doing, then it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> right. Matter. Yeah. I know yesterday in a high school game, I draw, you know, person set it up and then just didn't tell the circle person to get on the <laughs> other side. And I was like, well, you put it there. Like you, yeah. your job to tell her to go over there. Like we would want it. So it's just, yeah. and I, and I and know communication sounds like so simple, but like these high school kids, especially our club girls just forget, like they're just in their own head. Like, yeah, it honestly is everything. And then I'm just so impressed with, you know, the ACC circle people, the athletes, like a page, like, you know, their ability to read the ball yep. so fast and take the correct step is so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of our draw like circle players, I mean, they're defensive focused players and they just, I mean, and that's the same with Paige. Like they just, if they don't get it, they're going to be all over you. Like right. there's a chance we're going to get the ball back before it leaves the 30. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and that makes a huge difference too. just the relentlessness of to, to continue to play. And that's actually how Jill's gotten a lot of her draws is that, uh, or a lot of the balls, um, you know, is, is the draw taker getting and her being, having the ability to see the check. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I used to, I was on the draw team at Northwestern. I was one of the ones that was like, just trained for no reason. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> now I'm very thankful that I can like teach it well and coach it well, like in club and high school, but, um, just the little things of like, not both people going up and one up one down and just like running through the ground ball. You just overestimate how important it is. Cause like, it's crazy how many times mm-hmm. the ball is on the ground. If you're just the first person to the ground ball, you're yeah. going to come up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. That's awesome. Well, what is your kind of schedule? Do you have ACC's next week? Yeah. Wednesday, uh, just because the way everything's played, we're going to play in the playing game, which, uh, is a great opportunity for us to get another win and just kind of balance out our season. Um, so we'll go into that game and, and, um, don't know who we're playing yet. I think we find out on Saturday, so it'll be a quick turnaround, but I think the girls are excited to have this week to kind of just refocus on 
what we're doing and uh, we'll watch a lot of lacrosse and good games on Thursday night and then another big one on Saturday and just mentally get ourselves ready. That's awesome. And then, um, and so ACC's everyone goes no matter yep. what. Okay. Yep. Because big tens is different. Like I think mm. not everyone goes. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. And then the last thing that we kind of touch upon on this podcast is just like recruiting in general, your advice for, you know, those girls listening, parents listening just for the summer coming up for those 24s, what you look for and kind of advice just in general for the summer. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard. I, I, summer lacrosse is just so hard because there's so many games and you're playing all the time, but I just think like being able to show, um, you know, how relentless you are and how hard you're willing to work, I think is just so important. Um, and, uh, you know, not giving up and, and showing that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but how do you come back from that? Like that just always matters to me. Um, you know, cause I, I don't think I'm ever going to go to a game and watch one player and think, you know, wow, she's perfect. Like <laughs> that's not reality. And I, I, you know, so don't beat yourself up when you make a mistake and it's, it's about how you come back from it. And that's, that's what a lot of us, um, you know, are going to remember. So that's really important. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's experience is different and, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of places out there that, that need, um, that, that need you or whoever it is. And, um, you know, everyone will find their home. Totally. And then what about, uh, I guess just camps, like how much do you value working with them at a camp as opposed to, you know, yeah. just them on the tournament? Yeah. I mean, I love camp. I think camp's so important. I just, um, like I love creating relationships. I think, um, that's like one of my strengths. And I think that, you know, if I can work with a player one-on-one, I think we're just going to learn so much more about each other. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's how I'm going to remember you, you know, is, is what was our relationship like, you know, how are you when we work together? And I just think that that's, um, you know, not only important for me, but it's also important for the athletes. Like, can I learn from that person? Do I want to be around them? Like that stuff matters, you know? So, um, you know, like I said, I want to be at a place where like, we can really love being with each other. And, um, you know, I, I want to, I want to love coaching them as much as they want to be coached by me. It's awesome. Great advice for those listening and everyone needs to, uh, follow along to pit lacrosse and Emily's awesome. I've enjoyed obviously working with you <laughs> over the years and thanks. I think you're going to do great things as you already are in your first year. It's been very impressive. So thanks so much for, uh, taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thank you.